For the Marin Council of Chambers, I'm Stephanie Plant, and this is We Are One Marin. What do a pickup truck, a Valentine's Day dance, and an auto body shop have in common? You'll have to meet the Yamas family to find out. And what's funny is everyone in their auto body business has a different answer. But whatever the family stories are, one thing they all agree on is how the parts fit together, at home and at work. It starts with a strong foundation. Join us for a conversation with a father-daughter duo whose Novato business, Carrosseria Collision, needs no repair, as we continue to navigate how Marin works. So tell me about the business name. So actually, my mom is the one who founded the name. So we were, you know, hunting down for names. And it, it took us a while just because we wanted to obviously, like, put the car name out there, you know, to make it obvious it was a body shop. But then also, like, we're Mexican. So we wanted to make something that, you know, related to our background. Um, so, yeah, she found Carroceria. But I think it was spelled in Italian. So it was with Z's. Um, mm. But we changed it to C's to make it, you know. From Mexico, uh-huh. well, you know, so Mexico shops have it. Yeah, so in Spanish, mm-hmm. carrocería means like the frame of the car. Ah, this mm-hmm. like carriage. Yeah, that's what it means. And in Italian, carrocería means a body shop. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it spells different. Oh, okay. So yeah. my ninth grade Latin comes in a tiny <laughs> bit there. Right? Yeah. I got to carriage from carrocería. Yeah. So speaking of names, I am here with Elizabeth and Jorge Lamas, owners of Carroceria Collision in Novato, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a family business. Yes. Probably we should just start there. Tell us about family business for you all. You know, I, I grew up in, in Guadalajara, so I came to the States when I was 16 years old, and then I started in a, in a body shop business in Guadalajara. My neighbors had a body shop, so... My two older brothers are painters, so I got, you know, every summer, I spend the summer on the body shop, two months, for four years, and I started going when I was seven years old. So then, you know, I went to high school over there, and then I came to, when I was 16, and then I started working in the body shops, and I was, my first body shop that I worked, that was doing upholstery and body shop, it was a combination shop. And then I moved to San Rafael, start uh, work for a number of body shops here. So I've been in the business for 30 years. You know, work for a lot of the big companies mm-hmm. here in Marine. And then 2004, we had an opportunity. A friend of mine told me about a shop that it was, it was for sale. Right behind the shopping center, what's it called? The sh- uh, Marine, uh, Marine Square. Marine Square. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So we, we bought the shop. In 2004, so we run the business, and it, it was called Prestige Auto Body. Mm. And then we sold it in 2010, mm-hmm. and then I started working for Barsadis, another ah, body shop uh-huh. in town. Mm-hmm. I worked there for a few years, and you know, I got I had this customer that I met through a friend that he had a bunch of big collection of classics, so I. I restored many of his cars through the years. And we had a relationship outside my work. I work on the weekends and after work. And he offered me to come and work for him, you know, because he, he, he was in, in a hotel business mm. and he wanted to open his own body shop. He had so many cars. 
so he bought the shop and he called me and he convinced me because we had a good relationship. So I, I left my shop, my work, and I started working for him in 2016. 16. Mm -hmm. 16. And then he, you know, Things went wrong. He closed his business, and the building was available. Mm. So I talked to the owner, and we started a new lease, and that's how we started a body shop. Great. Mm -hmm. That is so great. And, Elizabeth, I'm, I'm sure you didn't, like, start working at the shop in, when you were in diapers or anything. No, right? but almost. <laughs> <laughs> you did start in, well, you were she was in out school. Of I mean, yeah, I, I was in elementary when they had their shop. So, you know, before school, after school, I was there with both my parents um so i mean i just grew love for the industry at a very young age so i'm very blessed to have been exposed at that you know age i don't think the industry has that much exposure like if i weren't raised in it um so you know i don't know what i would be into if it wasn't for the body shop you know if i didn't have it when i was so young um but yeah i kind of went from there you know i've always been interested in cars you know not only did i love being in the shop but i loved you know going to my dad at car shows always been you know like little car girl so my love just kept like growing and growing from there so you know right in high school i kind of just like wanted to leave school i just wanted to continue you know to, I just wanted to work. And then my mom was like, no, like, you're not going to go straight to work. You're going to go to college, like do something, you know, just one certificate for me is enough for me. Just I, I need you to like, you know, continue school after high school. It's really important. So I listened, I obeyed and I was like, okay, I'll do school, but I'm going to do something I like, which I studied automotive. So I did automotive um, collision and got my estimating certificate. Um, I was only there for about two years just because um, in high school when I was a senior, um, after school, I would go to college, like community college, and I would take courses after school. So you did high school and like junior college yeah. at the same time? Yeah, just because I was bored and I, I knew what I liked. I was. You should see dad smiling. Yes. <laughs> I don't yeah. think our listeners can't see, but yeah. I, I'm, it's my job to share. Proud. Yeah. Very proud. Are you the oldest? Mm -hmm. And yes. you have one sister? One sister and then one little brother. Six years. Seven is going to be this He's going to be seven this month, yes huge age gap. I think Kalina mentioned that when she pre-interviewed mm. you on the phone. So yeah. you and your wife have three kids over... 26 years. Mm. So my sister and I are five years, five apart, years apart. And then my sister and brother are 13 years apart. Yeah. Just thought you would start over? <laughs> I, I, I was going to have more kids, but... Mm -hmm. <laughs> you were busy working. Yeah. Uh, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, this whole life trajectory started with a pickup truck and a little bit of a love story. Is oh, that right? Yes. We're very excited for a love story on our podcast. <laughs> so yeah, so Daddy, want to tell them about the reason why you came to USA in the first oh, place? <laughs> yes, I forget about it. He's looking at me like, I have no He's idea like, what you're talking about. Uh-oh, did I miss my wedding anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> no, because what happened when I was there, you know, I, w I started working when I was a little kid, so I always had, I like to have money in my pocket. <laughs> I don't have to depend on my parents, my brother, my older brothers, because I'm, I'm the number five. From, I got four older brothers. Wow. And I have a sister one year younger than me. So we, six we, of you total. Yeah, total. Okay. Yeah. I would say at age of 10, I already had money in my pocket. Mm -hmm. You know, a little bit enough to not depend on my, my dad to buy me shoes or because I already going to the body shop. And then... I stopped the body shop because I met some of my friends in um, school. 
they were working on, on I don't know what they call like like a yeah. farmer's market. Yeah. Almost. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were really close and I started working with them. And I like that because you make money so fast. Cash. Cash. <laughs> it was cash. You had a lot, lot of money. So I started working for this guy. I think I, think I started working for him when I was 14 years old. And then he he had a lot of trust with me. And he went to a vacation, but he gave me money to buy everything that I need. And he told me, you just find a truck because you're not big enough to have a driving license. I'm not going to let you borrow my truck. So, so go find your own? Yeah. Find, a, find a truck. <laughs> and then I give you the money to start buying the, whatever you need to start the week. So I, I, a friend of mine had a truck, so I asked him. He helped me with a truck. So by the end of the, the week, my boss came back from vacation. I gave him his money, and I had, I would say, probably about $3,000 left. Wow. Wow. So it was a big, huge gap. You know, my older brothers didn't make as much as I was making. Mm-hmm. And I needed a truck. And so I called my brother. He was already here living. He lived in Richmond. I said, well, I'm just going to go. I told my mom, I'm just going to go save some money to buy a truck that I need and I come back because I hear stories that, you know, it's not easy to be here. And I already have a business going over there and I make good money. I just need the truck. So that's where that came, and I never went back. <laughs> and, and why is that that you never went back? Well, you found a truck. Found a truck, <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and, and there was this lovely lady yeah. in the passenger seat, or what? <laughs> yeah. Found a truck and a wife. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I met my wife like four years after I came to the states, and so you didn't meet her on that first trip for the truck. No, no, I, I, like four years later. But what kept you here? I wanted to prove. Probably my friends, my parents, that they made it. That I didn't feel like just saving enough money for the truck and come back. Mm. And I started liking it little by little. And how did you meet your wife? I think it was a Valentine's. Um, <laughs> um, you can't say dance. Yeah. The more I get cheese <laughs> out of him. And we just leave like three blocks away from the hall where we met hmm. right now. But then there's something else con- about this story that's interesting, right? Aren't you from the same town in Mexico? Yes. Yeah. She's, it's nice I'm reminding you of yes. your story. Your life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should be Elizabeth asking Elizabeth. Did a great job. <laughs> Elizabeth knows this story really well. Yeah, I'm, my mom I'm, tells it really well. <laughs> and what's her name? Luz. L-U-Z. Mm, Luz. That's a pretty name. Yeah. And what got your mom, Elizabeth, to, to the States? Oh, so I'm not going to ask your dad. He's fuzzy on the details. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, maybe it. Elizabeth, tell our story. <laughs> um, she, so she came when she was about four. And yeah, they just, you know, same as a lot of people, they just came here for a better life. And um, thankfully, you know, my mom, even though she had me at 17, she was still able to graduate her year. Wow. 16, 17, yeah. It was a couple of years ago. I'm not too sure exactly. I don't recall the year, but she did graduate um, from college in Marin for accounting. Wow. Yeah. That's, I was going to ask if you were the first to attend college, but your mom did it too. Yeah, my mom did it too. After you or before? Uh, I think she had done it after me because um, I think I got my certificate when I was when like year, what year was it? I think it was like 2017. So you were the kind of the first. Yeah, kind of the first, yeah. But she had attended some college before, um, mm-hmm. but she finished it. Yeah. 
Elizabeth, can we hear your mom's version of the story? Yes. So (laughs) she had said that they met at the Valentine's Day dance. Uh, They had told her, like, no, like, he's trouble. He's, you know, he's just, he just cares about his cars. It's not going to pay attention to you. And you're you're little. Paid the bills later. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You know, it was just that their love story. They fell in love. They had me. And considering like the circumstances back then, my dad did a really like great job of taking care of her. My mom was living at home, a Mexican household. You know, you got you get pregnant, you leave. You know, you go with your husband, your boyfriend. And my dad, like he had everything figured out the next day. Um, so that's really admirable considering they were so young. You know, in a way, a little naive, mm-hmm. um, not having the guidance. Everything is just figured out on your own. But I think, you know, what's helped them is just that they're really good people. And I think that's why, you know, I guess you go through certain things in life, but it always kind of gives back. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I feel like, you know, God has taken care of them so well. We would have known like so many years, you know, we'd had this opportunity and, you know, it is hard working with your family, but we're very blessed. We're a very good and close family. And that's what they've made. Wow, you're you're young to have that to be that grateful and to be so grounded. I'm, you must have really good parents. Mm, thank you. No, the um, mom. The, it's the mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least she, she's smart enough to know where to give yeah. the credit. Yeah. My, my wife's so sweet. No, but honestly, like seeing them so you know hardworking in the shop and and seeing how they've struggled for for us for them, it's very not only admirable but I think it's helped my sister and I just like have um so much consideration for that i think that's you know one thing that we're trying you know have my brother grow up with too like you know you're so lucky remember you're so lucky like Mm -hmm. you're very blessed Mm -hmm. so how can you be a blessing to others have you been able to give back in a way with your business community involvement is actually like really important to me i entered the novato chamber about a year ago and i've been able to connect with many many wonderful people you know that just really want to help each other, whether that's business or personal. I'm still learning a lot about everything having to do with network. You know, I'm really opening the doors for myself because, you know, we have this business where I'm not only, you know, working in a shop, but I'm able to build something, you know, to to be a service, not only for, you know, cars and repair, but service to others, service to community. Very fun fact, Mm -hmm. our very first podcast episode, Jaime Perez, invited Elizabeth and I to a B&I group, and we Uh met on Zoom. Yes, that's right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. We are happy to be sitting in person (laughs) with um, the two of you, frankly, the four of us all sitting here in person. I think the chambers provide such great connections for businesses, um, businesses to get out in the community. Also, though, we, you know, this this podcast was started because there was some communication, I think, gap between business owners and the community where we have a population that is lacking in diversity, right? We're 85% white. I wonder how you have found Marin for doing business. I mean, obviously, you came here and you stayed, right? So good things have come out of your move here, it sounds like. But I I just, from a business perspective, you've been in San Rafael and Nevada. How how has that been for you? I think it's been easy because the last 30 years that I've been working, I met a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of business owners, mm-hmm. they, they own dealerships now. I'm friends with Marine Masta. Mm-hmm. You know, I met them 
30 years ago. Mm. So they always refer people to me. You know, not necessarily we work for Hispanic people only. Sure. You know, but anything that comes, but it, I would say 90% of our customers are, you know, they're not Hispanic. But yeah. you found a connection through the, the cars, right? Yes, the referrals, the, cars. The, the work, the Correct. every car has four wheels mm -hmm. and a carroceria, right? A carriage. Carroceria. Someone said carroceria. Someone said that. But, um, and I would imagine it, it's fair to say, especially 30 years ago, mostly men in the business, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So how's it been for you, Elizabeth, as a woman? I'm sure you're in, there aren't that many women. Um, no, but you'd be surprised how many there actually are. I'm glad to hear that. You know, um, I've never felt that intimidated um, going into the industry. And probably because I was, like I said, you know, I was in it very young. So I never, it never really crossed my mind like, oh, it's a male-dominated um, industry until I probably started working. Mm. Um, that's when I really realized it because not even in school did I realize it. Um, but no, I've actually been very lucky to be surrounded by really good people who want to help you and they don't see you as a little girl. They see you, you know, as a respectable young person learning their trade. There was one time and it's mm. really, it's, it's really, really funny. So I was actually working in the shop in San Francisco and you would think that it's the men who want to intimidate you and, you know, pin you down. But no, it was this lady who was like, oh, yeah, like I want to get an estimate. And I was like, sure, let's go take a look at your vehicle. And she was like, no, oh. I want a man. Oh. Yeah, she had said no to me and wanted a man. And I'm like, you're a woman. Yeah. <laughs> you uh -huh. should not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's, That's crazy. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that doesn't, doesn't bother me. I think those people... I guess they're just uneducated and I, you know, it's not my job to educate anyone. If they, you know, if they want my help, great. And I, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, teach someone about how women can also do it. All the things yeah. we can do. Yeah, <laughs> but, but she didn't come in for that. She came in for an estimate. And if uh, she didn't want it from me, then that's totally fine. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right. And I guess we, you, you teach by example, right? Yeah. And do you have a favorite car? I actually have a 2017 Silverado um, single cab, and that's actually been my project truck. So I've done a lot of work myself on it, taking it apart, you know, repairing stuff. That's and a with Chevy, my dad's right? Yeah, Chevy, Chevy Silverado. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not bad, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and Jorge, what about you? I like old cars, low-riding cars. You know, I've restored many cars through, through my years. And actually, we, we built a car in 2004. Six, 1948 Chevy mm. and you know we completely did everything frame off and my wife knew that I, I like this particular magazine it's called Low Rider Magazine it's very famous and to be in the magazine you, your car has to be very very good it's not just any car goes in the magazine mm -hmm. so I, you know my wife knew that I was like it was my dream to build a car and have it on the magazine uh -huh. I didn't know, but my wife called the guy, the editor, the main guy from the magazine, and it was a surprise to me. Ellie was, what, how old are you? I don't know, So my, my two daughters that were there and my wife mm -hmm. in the car, they came down and they took pictures and they put it in a magazine. You were in the magazine? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. yeah. Mm -hmm. What That's color sweet. is this car? It's like orange. Really pretty. Very yeah, pretty. Very. Yeah, so yeah. it's time for a new project. <laughs> okay. So estimating. Let's talk about that a little bit. I assume the business has really changed over the years, not only estimating the repair, but doing it, right? Yes. Cars have gotten yes. a little sophisticated. Yeah, yes. for sure. 
um, you know, from what I remember, my mom had, you know, like a, what was it? Like a, like a pad and she would write down the hours manually. Yeah. The first shop that we mm-hmm. had, we'd do it manually most yeah. of the time. Meaning and you was, tracked everything yeah, on just paper. Ra- on paper and there's books mm-hmm. that give you the times the whatever, for whatever the repair was. Or oh, whatever. you had to log, like I spent 15 minutes on the mm-hmm. engine and 20 minutes yes. on the mm-hmm. tires and I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, that's about yes. I'm, I'm getting it. We're getting the knowledge. That's about it. I know how to drive it. <laughs> brakes. I know that the, you have brakes and they need fluid. We're not proving Elizabeth's point very well. <laughs> well, we have other skill sets. Yes. We we have the ongoing um, conversation about paper around this office. Yes, we do. We're, we're in a constant struggle. You could see I have paper in front of me right now. I can prove it by thumbing through it. I love paper and pen. I'm like your mom. I don't want to let it go. Yeah. The other, the other yeah. day she came, she's like, oh, could you take this note for me or write this down for me? And I mm-hmm. said, sure. And I pulled up the sticky note on the computer. She said, no, write it down. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. I want to <laughs> be able to see it too without mm-hmm. like Share it. busting into your computer and putting in your password. Yeah. Just like on the desk, on the actual, on the actual It did desk. not yeah. occur to me. <laughs> so uh, logging manual paper hours, yeah. that sounds yes. like my nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> Thank Sounds God they to me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God the industry has changed. Right? So you've evolved, obviously, of with yeah. book um, tracking. Is yeah, we have a software now. So, what is something that people don't maybe know about what goes into estimating the cost of a repair? Like I come and I mm-hmm. my car, whatever. I had a car accident. It has to be fixed. Mm-hmm. It's going to take longer than I think. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost more than I think, and it's going to be I'm going to be out of a car. So yeah. Often I would imagine somebody's coming to you annoyed. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge inconvenience. And how do you manage that? How do you manage that? Well, first, before, you know, we get into like the whole like repair, I think it's just like the connection, Mm. you know, letting people know that, uh, yeah, I'm going to fix your car the right way, but, you know, trust me. Mm. Like I want to do what's best only for the car, but for you too, Mm. for you to have a good experience. You're already in an uncomfortable situation. You know, it's not good to be out of your car, into a car, a rental, if you can get one. So I think the experience for me is like one thing that I keep, you know, in mind the most when, you know, I have a customer coming to me. And then, of course, like I love, you know, printing out the estimates and not only telling them, okay, here's a dollar amount. But I like to explain to my customers what exactly we're doing um, because what goes into painting a bumper, really. So it's a lot of educating. And I love that, though, because when they're educated, they feel safe. Well, I think that helps under for me anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have known about the many layers of what's behind the bumper either. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that, it makes it so much easier to understand mm-hmm. the cost. Yeah. And, and human labor is mm-hmm. valuable. Mm-hmm. And so then suddenly the bill makes more sense. Yeah. I don't think I can ever express how much material cost mm. has gone up the roof. <laughs> well, and, ava- yeah. and availability, right? Yes, yes, that too. Also, I think, you know, fixing the car correctly and fast as we can for the customer, I think is the best thing that we can do. And we don't schedule the car until we have everything that we're going to need to repair. So that, you know, makes the repair shorter t- days. Like the cycle time. The cycle time. Right. So I could keep my car until yeah. all the parts are there, mm-hmm. and then you'll take it. If yeah. it's safe. If it's drivable. Yeah, if it's, it's safe, drivable, uh-huh. yeah. So you actually work in the shop every day too, yes. Jorge? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're repairing cars? 
I do the repairs and most of the time painting. I do the painting. Mm. And what about your mom, Elizabeth? Yeah, she does the accounting. She does the accounting for us. And your little sister? So she's actually part-time. She's going to school. So she um, is actually wanting to become a teacher. So she doesn't, I don't think she's going to be there for for long. But she she loves it. She loves being with us. Um, She's a great help. And, but yeah, she's doing part-time school, part-time, you know, the shop. And then we'll see what George decides to do, our little brother. Uh, Is he junior? Yes, he's junior. junior. Yeah, he's junior. That's nice. That's why you had a third kid. (laughs) That was my wife's idea. I didn't want to have Oh, really? I'm sure. No, the name. The name. Ah, the name. Son. No, oh, no, no, I wanted to have a son. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, my dad actually wrote it down. Like I think they were making like a list of things they needed to, you know, accomplish the year, a, a certain year, and all that stuff. And goals. then I think, yeah, yes. goals. I guess, yeah, yeah, goals for sure. And I then still have the book. <laughs> my dad wrote like, "Where'd you write like have a baby <laughs> or, or or have a boy oh, or something like, like that?" Oh. <laughs> and I was like, okay. "Well, I'm like, good luck with that." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wanted to have more kids, and we only had two. And it was this period when we own our own shop, the first shop. You know, we always were, we never had. Time. I always mm-hmm. wanted it, but it, she was helping me, so it was kind of impossible to mm-hmm. have another kid. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, we, we got to make time. You know, hmm. whatever it's gonna take. Yeah. Any other goals you want to tell us about? <clears throat> no, I think it just I want to focus on the shop, yeah. build a good business where, you know, in the future my kids can take care of it and they have you know they don't have to struggle you know going from job to job or just want to build a good business you know for them and that's my goal um you know as far as goals i think it's just really growing growing personally growing the business um connecting with others you know contributing to like like i said the community is really really important for me and i want to make sure that I, i get to do that Wow. It sounds like you have a great foundation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That yes. carro that mm-hmm. carriage of your family <laughs> mm-hmm. seems to provide a really strong foundation. And it's a pleasure to, to learn a little bit more about both Thank of you. you, your family and your business. I, mm-hmm. I hope next time I get to meet Luz. Yes. I want to meet the core of yes. the, en- I want to meet the engine of this family yes. now. Yes, <laughs> she is. She really is. Yeah. Thanks for spending time with us. No, thank you for thank having you. us. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you. you very thank much. Thank you. You can find Carrosseria Collision at carrosseriacollision.com or by calling them at 415-842-7118. If you'd like to reach us, send an email to weareonemarinpodcast at gmail.com. We welcome your input. The Marin Community Foundation generously sponsors this podcast. Our theme music is performed by a student at Enriching Lives Through Music. Elm is in San Rafael's Canal Neighborhood. Finally, a reminder to support diverse local businesses and shop Marin. <laughs>